Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. I love it when we have a full house today, and I can tell because of the smiles and the laughter already that we have the very right group of people here today. We have a team from EOS Worldwide. These are our professional EOS implementers, and I think we have Scott Goodrich That's right. in the middle here to thank for rallying the troops for today's interview. Oh, thank you very much for having us. We're excited. Really and I, did you it. and Daryl connect on LinkedIn, I think is how We did, this... yeah. Connected through LinkedIn. Great place to, to get things started and, and uh, spend a little time going back and forth there. So we really appreciate the invite and we're so happy to be here. Happy, so thank you so much. Absolutely. Happy to have you. So along with Scott, we also have Mary Tautimas. Yes, you got it. Well, not as smooth as you do it. Tautimas. <laughs> Tautimas. Yes. Not bad. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Certified EOS implementer. And how long have you been um, an implementer? Uh, since 2020. So graduated from our boot camp that we go through and flew home into COVID. So it was a really great Ooh. time to start helping businesses. No, it wasn't. I was just <laughs> going to say, I'm, I was waiting for the, that, that was right. the punchline. Right. Yeah. But it turned out there were still lots of people to help and that were that were doing okay. And so thankfully, thank God it, it worked out just yeah. fine. And having read your bio, and we'll get to it, I'm sure at some point, you had been on an entrepreneurial journey yourself, so I'm looking forward to, to yeah. learning more about that. And then also we have Fred Jenshin. Good morning. Welcome, sir. I yeah, did okay thanks. on that name. Perfect. <laughs> Got it all written phonetically here. And how about yourself? How long have you been an implementer? About the same amount of time as Mary, three years. Okay. Uh, right as COVID was starting to settle in. So yeah, first year was, was a journey for yes. sure. Yeah. But yeah, the community is great. I I found while everybody was isolating, I took a lot of joy in getting to know the community and really diving in uh, with that. So Good. yeah, it's been great. And we found out very quickly that we have a friend in common, John Deiter, yeah, which John's is super great. exciting. And I mentioned that that's how I landed at Max 6. So I'm always appreciative of my buddy, John. John mm -hmm. was one of the first implementers that I met when when I went to boot camp. Really? Uh, yeah, we gathered in the bar and just uh, shared shared our journeys and John's great people. He certainly is. Well, good. That's great to hear that. And I didn't ask you, Scott, how long have you been an employee? Yeah, I'm the newest of the bunch, actually. Are you really? Uh, yeah, newest of the bunch. So I uh, left my corporate career this summer and uh, started uh, with EOS just this past fall. Also a small business owner here in Tempe. Uh, I yeah. saw that yeah, franchise my, yeah, owner. Franchise owner. My wife and I own a, a haircuts and color shop, which is a, a natural fit for someone. Sure. For me, you know, <laughs> bald guy owns a cuts and color shop, but we own that here in Tempe, just off the uh, campus of ASU. So okay. conveniently located for ASU students, and been doing that now. Where we are going on our it'll be our seventh anniversary this summer. Well, that's incredible. Yeah. 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 So for our listeners and viewers who are not familiar with EOS, I would love for one of you to kind of start off by explaining, you know, what it is, the role that you play in helping businesses be successful. And then I'm very much looking forward to the backstory too. So who would like to kind of explain up and shore up what EOS is? Sure, I'll get us started. The new guy. Yeah, let, let the, the new, new guy, guy start. See the, how he does. The new guy. Let me hand out the, the, the placement right. cards. <laughs> Ten, six. That's right. That's right. Uh, ironically, we do that oh, no. every time we host a session. But that we'll save that. We'll save that for later. Right. Save that for later. Really, EOS is all about helping small business owners and entrepreneurs get what they want from their business. That that is what that is what we say to anyone that's interested in, in listening or or hearing a little bit more about EOS is what is it that you're looking to get out of your small business? Small business owners go in go in with a great idea, some other reason for saying, hey, I want to go out on my own. I'm no longer going to work for somebody else. But once you get into it, what's really going on there that makes you want to continue that? And what's the end game? What's that look like? And we help facilitate that end game for them. So we're coaches, we're facilitators, we're teachers. Um, we don't have answers. We are not gurus. We are there to pull answers from the people that we work with. Typically, those answers are around three different things that we call vision, traction, and healthy. So we help business owners realize their vision, making sure them and they and their leadership teams are all on the same page and 100% aligned on where you're going and how you're going to get there. And then we make sure they have traction. You know, they're operating with discipline and accountability and executing on that vision. And ultimately, we want to build healthy leadership teams. And that's where we do see quite a bit of time and effort on our side spent is making sure that your leadership team is actually healthy, working together, really cohesive, and really high-functioning. So those three things, vision, traction, healthy, are the areas that we spend our time with in working with our clients. I give them a 10. I, I think so, too. Yeah. Fred? Well done. 
Fred's going to be a little skeptical. So good. And do you guys have an idea of how many EOS implementers, uh, how many businesses in Arizona are supported by EOS implementation? We just answered this at our client appreciation event, and I think that we have around 750 businesses running on EOS with EOS implementers. Is that right? I think it's at 600. Okay, it could be 600. Oh, we're going for 700. I'm sorry, I have my If you look on the back of my shirt when we're done, Karen, it's actually (laughs) on the back of our shirt. Yeah, so I think uh, we are looking to be at 700 by year. We'll have Daryl get a picture of that when we're done. I'm always the optimist. My apologies. (laughs) We'll get there. Yeah, Yeah. no, I love that. (laughs) Okay. And again, for our listeners who this is a brand new conversation, which I, I would imagine it wouldn't be because... Really, EOS has been around for quite some time and has been of great influence for a lot of small business owners worldwide. That's right. Worldwide. Right. Uh, 649 implementers worldwide right now. That's the uh, latest total that we just learned at our annual meeting we had just at uh, last week of February. And where were you guys? Here in Arizona? Dallas, Texas. Oh, fun. To get to see your son. Did you say your son was in Texas? He's in San Antonio. Okay. I did not get to see him. It was a jam-packed uh, 36 hours of action on our annual I bet. meeting. Uh, and, and, and a big crowd. A lot of those implementers were there. Yep. From people, all over yeah. the world. Yeah. It's a really cool thing. You know, earlier when Fred was talking about the community, the community is a really powerful part of what we do because being an implementer requires a lot of education. And it's continuous education, connection, learning from each other. It's neat. It's exactly like Scott described. It is facilitation, coaching, and teaching. But you're also dealing with all of our messy humanness that shows up in in a session room. So we have a very specific system that we're teaching. We all teach the exact same system. And we teach it the exact same way. But what comes up and what comes out of that is really fascinating. And we just, we, we rely a lot on each other for experience, shares, and and just connection. So mm-hmm. coming together, we come together every single quarter. We run on EOS, of course, our own businesses. That's good news. <laughs> and then we hold each other accountable to the things that we say that we're going to do. So it's a chance to come together to deepen our learning on each of the things that we do. We have, you know, expert implementers that have been doing this with Gino since the very beginning, um, all the way to where we are. And you do so many sessions, and I think I'm 150 sessions in, and you start seeing patterns. And, and it starts to get easier and easier to you just, the patterns that you see, it's easier and easier as a facilitator to ask the right questions to pull that out. That's our job is to ask really great questions. We don't always have the answer and sometimes we're wrong. So we, that's why we have to be curious and stay curious. And then sort of what comes out is, is then that's what we have to, to work with. So Mm -hmm. we come together in a community to strengthen each other, learn how to do that better and better every single quarter and I don't know, I just wanted to come back on the community part. It's powerful. Yeah, I'll take it one step further, if you, if you don't mind. We, we actually meet weekly. So just like we encourage our clients to hold a, a weekly meeting, to hold one another accountable, make sure they're tackling the major issues that are on their plate, uh, which we call our level 10 meeting. We actually do that ourselves. So our entire community gets together every Monday to tackle issues that we're all facing. And it's a great experience share and just reinforces that idea of community, continuous learning, and really a journey to mastery that that we all are part of. And no, we'll never get there. That's why we yeah. call it the journey. Uh, but it is, it's re-engaging, reinvigorating each and every Monday to hear what's going on out there. And we have a great group of coaches that, that work with us. And I can just speak as someone who's month six or, or so yeah. that I'm in, just to have that as a resource. I'll share one of the stories just to reinforce this community idea. Before I ever decided to do this, I started to make some cold calls. And I just started finding implementers across the U.S. and calling them. Every single implementer called me back and talked to me about how wonderful this is. It's the right choice for you to make. Tell me a little about you. You're a perfect fit. It was, it was an easy decision to make ultimately because I knew what I was stepping into because I'd already gotten a taste of it before I'd even started. I love that. What a great way to, to kind of conclude the conversation around community, which of course we can go back to. I'm not saying we're shutting it down. Hmm. I've been introduced to it again through John Deiter, and that's been almost six years mm-hmm. and have since gone through a handful of trainings with some of the implementers that are here circling in the Max 6 sphere. I'm curious for each of you how or what attracted you to the EOS model and opportunity. And then of course, to, you know, invest your time and, and uh, education to becoming an um, implementer yourself and helping business owners. Yeah. So somebody just gave you the cue, like, Fred, you're first. So we're going to let you yeah, go first. No, that was Scott, them. by the way, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what attracted me to it, actually, I had a mentor that 
recommended it to me. In, in my previous business, I had worked with a lot of technology entrepreneurs, and I, I found that um, I had a real knack for helping them to be really successful in their businesses. But one of the trends that I saw as we became friends, as we're walking alongside one another, is that as they're struggling in their, their marriages and their family life, um, a lot of them are were obsessed with their business, so they're a little bit workaholic. And so even at the, to the detriment of their own health. And so that was really what gate drew me to that community and wanting to serve that community because I just saw, hey, there's a better way to, to do this. We, we should be able to have great businesses and enjoy building our dream, but also be successful in life as well. And so when I got when that business ended, I got a chance to dedicate myself full time to that work. And I, I absolutely love it. And I found, when you're talking about the community side of things, I found that I work best as a, in a team entrepreneurial journey starting for me in the midst of COVID is lonely. And so I was really drawn to the community aspect. And so that that is clearly one of the best parts about being an EOS implementer is there's a community of 650 folks that are also lone rangers in many ways, but also um, desire to have that community. And so yeah, not working in a silo. Yeah. Do you you do you each own your own businesses then? So how cool is that, right? That you could technically be considered competitors because <laughs> you're working in the same backyard. And at the same time, there's a sense of community and sharing and education and joy and camaraderie and seeing everybody be so successful. And I'm a firm believer, clearly you are too, that there's enough business for all of us to go around. So if we can lift each other up as we're doing it, why not? Yeah. Some, some of these common themes that we talked about, right? And what propelled me is that it seemed like uh, we're all human. We all have our flat sides. We all have our struggles. And so there's so much business in yeah. just in the Phoenix metro area uh, where we're all reside that, um, yeah, there's no reason that we need to be competitive. Well, and something that we ask leadership teams to do, and this is not an easy thing, is we ask them to remove themselves from their seats and their business so that we can then build a structure first, people second approach to their business. Because a lot of times businesses have been built around, well, oh, your sister's not working? Well, bring her over here. Your cousin's not, you know, like, and then we're like, well, what's she good at? Well, that not only gets us so far. So so we're really big, you know, um, Lencioni talks about right people, right seats. We need to get the right people in the right seats. That's true for us too. So we have an abundance mindset where if someone was to interview Fred and say, I'm interested in you as an EOS implementer, and was to also interview Scott and say, I'd like to get to know you too. What we say is you got to put the right person in the right seat. And there's and, and we're willing to move ourselves out of the seat to say, you, you have to do the same thing with us that we're encouraging you to do. And it's hard to do because you have to remove your ego in order to do that. That is not easy to do because we're all hungry. We all want the deal, like whatever yep, it is. Yep. Just like our, our teams want their seats and their business too. Like they don't want to give that up, but we have to do what's in the best interest of the business. We all do. And part of that is us having an abundance mindset and saying, you got to pick the right um, U.S. implementer. So I think that just, that's an example of we, we do the same example. thing. And how did you find your way to it? What Our business had reached like every level of external success measurables. You know, we'd hit the 10 million mark when we'd grown it from like this little teeny tiny insurance agency on 36th Street in Thomas to one of the top most recognized agencies in the nation. And that was, of course, just its own journey and its own story. But I got to, we got to a certain point and I thought, we don't know enough. Like, I don't know how to, it just, externally, it was like um, the Wizard of Oz. Everything was technicolor and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's so beautiful to look at from the outside, but we were like the wizard behind the curtain, <laughs> you know, like trying to keep it all together. We didn't know what we were doing. And so I went to Tony Robbins Business Mastery. I went to Keith Cunningham Four Day MBA. I went, you know, every podcast, every book, I couldn't consume enough because I'm like, this has been done before. I don't know why I don't have the playbook on this, but there, this, this shouldn't hurt so much. Then joined Vistage. That seemed like the next best step, which is a CEO peer group, which I think every entrepreneurial leader, every visionary type, number one or two of a business should be in. And in Vistage was introduced to EOS and everyone was kind of speaking the same language. I'm like, what are you guys even talking about? And so got introduced to EOS. I'm like, oh my God. I, I mean, the, the 
hundreds of thousands of dollars we've spent on trying to get to the right system in learning and education, and then finally came across EOS. Now, everything I learned in all of those programs was outstanding, but it wasn't something that my whole leadership team was learning at the same time and learning it in a way that we're all learning together and then we're all going into the business and practicing what we learned and then coming back out and relearning and learning some new stuff and going back in the business. You can't go off to a seminar and come back as an individual leader and then try to communicate with your leadership team with any level of mastery these new things that you're learning, which is why implementation for most of those things, it's good. It's really good. It's going to help you grow as an individual, but the objective is growing as a leadership team and getting and really taking a lot of the weight off of that number one and number two. So when we got into EOS, my dad, who's owned our business, and my twin brother and I were all there, and we weren't sure what was going to happen. We had heard stories about what happens in focus day, which is the first session day, which is where we we move everyone out of seats. That's a, I, I tell my teams, this is somewhere between playful and terrifying because we're moving you all out of your seats and we're going to build the right structure for this business going forward. And then we're going to put people back in seats. And man, like my twin brother and I were like our egos. We, we just, we had to like address each other. Like, okay. Cause we both thought we should be in the visionary seat. My dad didn't know where he belonged. And so in that first session day, it became very clear and it was, and it was the team deciding not all of the history of our family dynamics and roles and all that stuff. So the process, we trust the process and that put everybody exactly where we were supposed to be. And fast forward, we ultimately sold the business in 2020 for $16 million, which was a phenomenal um, exit and experience. We were acquired by a phenomenal strategic partner. My brother's still there just rocking it and this couldn't be happier. My dad got to exit. I got to exit. Now I get to go help other people do yeah. the same thing. And it's just powerful. What a great success story. And uh, the playbook is the piece. I heard you say you've gained a lot of insight with everything you've read and participated in. But there was that one thing that wasn't bringing it all together that everybody could share. And, and the word to me that you used was playbook. Like, I just want the playbook. <laughs> like, just give me the playbook. We'll do the work. Like, I feel yeah. like Jim Carrey in that Ace Ventura, like, put me in, coach. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I'm ready to go. But I just didn't know what that was. And the thing about EOS is that it's all of the best practices that you learn from Lencioni and you learn from Michael Gerber and you learn from... And I'm like, it's, but done in a way that you can actually do and that a team together can do. It's sustainable. Right. It's sustainable. It's, it's the art is in the simplicity, which is the thing that it attracted me yep. to it. So I, I led large operational teams for a lot of my career and had done a lot of these things. Cause when you're leading operations, you have to have system structure process. It's, it's what you have to do in order to scale in any way, shape or form. My introduction to us though, and just, and just was really more, uh, academic, you know, started reading the books, get introduced to it in, in that way. But you're reading and you're going, well, this just makes sense, right? Duh. It just fits my <laughs> brain. And the more that you learn, yeah, it's a journey to mastery because you want to get really good at asking those right questions and making sure that you're pulling from the team all of the knowledge and insight that they have about their business. But you're doing it in such a simple way. And we, we must say the word simple a dozen times a session day, right? Every time we meet with a with a client for a full day and it's a four full session. And so look, this is simple. There is no rocket science here. Like we're going to go through this. You're going to hear this over and over again. But that's that's the art behind it is in its simplicity. And uh, we'll, we'll profess that over and over again for our clients knowing that, hey, you're not going to be able to just swallow a pill and get it. This is not a seminar. You're not going to dabble. <laughs> you're yeah. you're going to go in uh, and we're going to work on this together, but it, it's going to be simple in its form. But simple... Simple, not easy. Not easy. Not easy. Simple, yeah. right. not easy. There is a difference. Right. There is a difference. Yeah, and there's Absolutely. a level of sophistication. It's similar yeah. to what I say at the studio. We make this look super simple and easy when people come in, our clients or our guests like you guys. And when it has a time for the conversation, like, would you like to come in and do this on a regular basis with us, right, and become a client and we are your media partner, that's when I share, we've made it look easy, <laughs> and or we've made it look simple, and it's very sophisticated. And here's some of the behind the scenes, which is, you know, the right questions to ask and making sure people are on the right seats in the bus and at the right time and all those things, in addition to all the hum humanity pieces that you spoke to around how it gets kind of crunchy at times and how do we help people navigate all those other nuances that come into business. So love that. Do each of you serve a little bit of a different target? Uh, who do you work best with? Is it the same uh, answer for each of you? Who is a great client for you? 
So the client type is, is very similar. So we do have a sweet spot uh, that, you know, sort of our ideal target market that mm-hmm. we're all looking to work with. And it's typically in a business that's 10 to 250 employees. Um, the, the business is growth-oriented in its mm-hmm. mindset. So that's the psychographic profiles that growth-oriented, uh, vulnerable, uh, that, that, you know, knowing that they need someone to, to come in and help them get to that next level. Uh, they're probably got some frustrations, maybe feeling a little stuck, but really would rather change than, than stick with the status quo. So that change, growth-oriented, vulnerable mindset is really the right profile. We'll have clients on both ends of that spectrum. There are some less than 10 employee companies out there that are doing this because they have an, they want to grow and they want to get the right foundation in place. And similarly, we've got some really big companies out there, a couple of publicly traded companies that CEOS as, as key to what they're building and, and what they've achieved already. But that that's the right market. Um, I'll just add one other thing, then I'll turn it over to my colleagues here, is that it really is industry agnostic. It really does not matter. We'll all have clients ranging from a landscaping firm to a law firm to an industrial firm, manufacturing, insurance. It, it's, it, it really doesn't matter. If you fit that psychographic profile and you're in that, that sweet spot, you know, there, there's something that you will take from your EOS journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so everything that Scott said, and then and then we sort of start gravitating towards people. It's it's interesting because if you <clears throat> you walk into the practice of one implementer and you meet the, their clients, you're like, oh my gosh, it totally makes sense that these are your clients. Like they think like you, they behave like you, and, and we're all a little bit different. That's what's that's why it's so neat that we it's it's we can be our true authentic selves, which is such an honor and privilege in the work that we do. And the people I like to work with. One of my personal core values is it's serious, but it's not that serious. Like, this is really hard work, and these are really long days. And if we can't have a good time, and, and you're taking yourself so seriously, and you want you want to work with somebody that's, like, super buttoned up and that's going to, like, drive you and, like, whip you, I, you're, you're going to find a different coach. Like, I'm going to hold you accountable, and we're, and I'm confident— but I'm humbly confident too. I don't pretend to be perfect. I make spelling errors. We write on whiteboards a lot. <laughs> and if and I'm like, I tell people like, don't, don't judge my handwriting and don't judge my spelling. Like, I'm not perfect, but I'm pretty good at what I do. And I really want to work with people that are humble and that are open and honest and vulnerable. That's the psychographic, but like to have a really good time. And I also, I wrote down, am I allowed to cuss? Are we allowed to cuss? Yes, it's like, internet radio. Okay, so okay. you go for I it. I like to work with people that are trying to do really big shit. Yeah. Like if you're trying to, and people that are okay with cussing, and if you're just trying to just make it, or you're just trying to not die, that's not that's not fun for any of us. Like, if you want to make a huge impact on the world, that's the people that I really want to work with. And so we start gravitating towards our own individual. It's interesting. There was a religious organization, and I'm not particularly religious, so I sent it over to a friend of mine that is more, I'm like, I think this would be more your, like, if the team opened a meeting in prayer, that wouldn't be my team. I think, so it's, I'm spiritual, but you know, like it's just yeah. you you feel these things and you you start getting into your right um, demographic. There's an element of trust that I'm I'm hearing a theme throughout everything that you both all three of you have said around just being in this community and serving the greater business community. There's this trust. I get to show up authentically. I know people have my back. I'm going to learn from you know other experiences. I can ask the right set of questions so people support me. And in that, right, then, of course, the universe supports us in getting us the people that we need and the success that we're longing for. Perfectly said. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's the uh, perfect segue into kind of going back to the, the healthy team dynamic. If we're trying to instill a co- build a cohesive functional team, at the core of that is trust. And oftentimes the dysfunction in a team when we're first starting to work with them is there's the trust level is really, really low. And so we're invited into the mess. And, you know, when we become their EOS implementer there, it's, it's a sacred place to be able to come into their inner circle and be invited into that and to see all the mess, then to start building trust amongst the team members. And you have to be a trusted, a trusted player in that. And so, um, yeah, I think that looks different uh, for each one of us. But the type of business, I thought, I came from a, a space where I thought it would be, I'd work with a lot of technology companies because that was where I came from. Not at all. I 
I don't think I have had a technology client at this point. I thrive on the variety of the plumbers and the landscapers and the financial services firms. And so it's just amazing to see how it worked out. But it's not so much about the the demographic or the business vertical that we serve. It's more about where can we really authentically build trust with the team and be invited into that sacred place with them. Yeah, the first step in our process is a bit of a matchmaking. You know, we're, we kind of all, we're talking about that, but when we first meet with a client, if, particularly if they approach us, they may invite two or three different EOS implementers in, and we all do the same thing. So we have a 90-minute conversation with them about their business, about EOS, and the process that they'll go on should they decide to work with EOS. And if they invite three different people, they're going to get the same words over the course of that 90 minutes. It is very process-driven but you're going to get Fred or Mary or Scott. You're Under, going to get underneath those words of is course, personality. Right? And, and so that's the matchmaking yes. part. Yeah. So what, what's the right fit for you? Is it, is it Mary's story that resonates more mm-hmm. with you or is it Fred's story that resonates more with you? And then you'll make the cho- choice. So that trust starts from the very first step in the process, whether we approach you or you approach us. And I think just beginning there and knowing what's going on, we're, they're hearing the same words, but obviously coming from a different place for each of us. And that matchmaking is really critical to getting off on the right foot. And, and so that's just step one, but gets us on the journey. Yeah, I also want to say too, we are not salespeople. Like we're EOS implementers. We're really good at facilitating this process. And so some people are afraid to reach out because they're like, oh no, as soon as I reach out to Scott, I'm going to be on his list and then he's going to hound me. We just don't do that. Like, it's just, we're like, hey, are you still, like, we might follow up once or twice with people. And it's like, hey, I'm not, I'm not a pest. I don't, like, you sounds like you're, something else is going on. I'm here for you when you get back. Like, we really think that either EOS and us is a hell yes. And anything that isn't a hell yes is probably a no. And so, like, dive into it. Like, there, you know, there's, we, we do what's called a 90-minute meeting. And it's a free session to do with an EOS implementer to bring this into your leadership team to have everything just unveiled, like what Scott was just talking about. Here's everything that EOS is. Here's everything that I am. If you want it, great. Like, you know where to find me. And if you don't, that's okay too. It's not weird. Like, I don't, I don't know. It, I don't know how else to describe it, but it's just not weird. Like, I, I only want to work with people that are hell yes. One of the things we say in EOS is if you have to drag them in, then you have to drag them around. And that's just not fun yeah, for anybody. Yeah. So that's kind of our our process and sort of next step. That's hell yes, hell no, because in the middle it's just hell. So there's <laughs> right, no That's it. That's so. it. Wow. End of interview. We, right. can, we can end right there. That's beautiful. There's a saying I'm looking at my notes, helping entrepreneurs get what they want from their business. I think we've touched on a little bit, but can you help me better understand what that, what that means? More profit, more control. The pain point of most people is between people and process. Right. And it's usually people. So, you know, some people are like, oh, if it wasn't for the people in this business, this would be so much better. And it's like, you are so stinking lucky to have those people. And they are so stinking lucky to have you. And we just need to figure out what is at the root of this dysfunction. And if we can get to that and we can make this healthy, we can all have the other thing that we all want in our business, which is a lot more fun. This should be fun. This shouldn't be, yeah, there's painful and it's hard and it's not easy, but I think when you solve some of those things, you start to have more fun. I'm going to venture to guess just in my experiences as a consultant and a coach, different, right? Different people, different situations. I often hear, I love the people. You know, I want to stick with this group of people, but then we're lacking in structure. And I know EOS obviously does both, right? So I think as as often as we might hear that, you know, these people are driving me crazy, then we have to put the mirror up in front of people sometimes. But anyway, that's a whole nother show. Right. (laughs) Then if we're already loving the people, then even a more rich opportunity to say, let's get the structure and the foundation and the right roles and communication in place. Yeah. And often, well, and we start structure first, which which is a little bit different. Okay. So when that's what, when Mary's referring to that earlier, and when, when the first thing that we're going to do, the first tool that we're going to introduce with our clients is a structure first approach. And Peel back the lid. That's right. And we call it an accountability chart, not an org chart. So we decide what are the key roles that exist in this organization? What do you need to get done? Okay, that, that's the seat. And then what are those roles, those seats responsible for, the five roles associated with that seat? We start there. There's not a person's name on that whiteboard when we're going through that. 
And that first step can take hours to make sure that is structurally sound. And then we said, okay, now who's going to go in those seats? And we start to determine, now do we have the right people for the seat we just decided on? So yes, it's, it's always structure first. And yes, that most of the most of the evil does lie on the people side of things. It tends to be where we spend the majority of our time, right? I mean, that's, that's, that, that's where mm-hmm. we spend the time because those are the hardest questions, real lives, real human beings, people that we know, some that we love, some that we're related to, <laughs> right? And, yeah. and, and But they may not necessarily be the right person or sitting in the right seat. I mean, we've got to pull that back if you want to have the fun and move the business in the direction that you really want to move it in. Right. So when we're talking about getting what you want from your business, it's it really is that. Like, but that's the question. What is it that you want? Do you want to exit? Do you want to grow? Do you want to have it be generational? Like, tell us and let's work towards that and then take the steps necessary to do that on our journey together. We need to know that from you. And if you don't know, okay, now we've got to go, right? Now we've right. got to really figure out what and that is. And it's never what you guys want. It's, you know, right. even if it's they're not able to articulate, you help them dig deep enough to find it so that they yeah. can keep having that as a benchmark. They know it. They may not want to admit it, but they know it. Yes. We're, we're, yes. we're going to extract it from, right? The answer's in the room, not with us. I love that. Something to add, Fred? Yeah. In business, we often said it's, it's not what you are doing. It's who you're working with, right? And so in, in my businesses, I've had a chance to work on some some phenomenal all-star teams where trust was really high. And I've also had those teams that are very dysfunctional. We don't trust one another. And we, quite honestly, we stunk as a team. We didn't get much done. And so building that trust and oftentimes when we, when we start working with a team, they want to be a great team. They don't know how to, how to get there. And so that, they want the mess to go away. They want it to be higher performing. They they want to have that team environment back again that maybe they've tasted but um, is elusive right now. And so it's it's not easy to get there, and it's and it's rare. But uh, EOS really does, in a systematic way, have a get you to a point where you can build those all-star teams and you can really build that trust. And so oftentimes that is a core of what our uh, pros- prospective clients come to us and they're like, you know, I just, I'm spending a lot of time in this business. I, I, I want to enjoy it again. I, I'm not enjoying it right now. And I want to love working with these people that sometimes are our family members. Um, I don't want this to be the the dysfunction in our business to carry over into our family life. I want, I want to have this be something we love to do together and bring that as a, as a pillar of our family rather than something that's tearing us apart. Scott, when we start, uh, first started the show today, the conversation, you mentioned the three areas, uh, vision, traction, and healthy. And then uh, Fred, you did a great job kind of bringing us back to healthy can we spend a little bit more time on vision and traction? I, I, traction goes first, I think. Ish. That's no. right. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah. right, that's right. right I'm looking at the book. Well done. <laughs> you get uh, me. Yes. <laughs> a 10. Yes. A 10. 10. 10. 10. 10. 10. 10.1. Yeah. So talk a little bit about traction and, and help our listeners and viewers get a really f- a feel for, you know, what would traction look like, sound like, feel like, taste like for them? And then we'll also um, end up with vision as well before we close our show today. Sure, I'll get it started, and then please, uh, please jump in. So there's six components to EOS. So we we start with vision. We've talked a lot of it about people. We haven't spent much time on data, which is the third component. But we actually want to run our businesses on metrics and not by gut instinct, feel, and emotion, which can happen a lot in an entrepreneurial and or family business. Then we go to issues, which is really making sure they're identifying and pulling out all those things that are getting in the way of you getting what you want from your business. Process is the fifth component. We talked about that. And then that, that traction component is at, it's at the bottom of our little circle. And we, we talk about making sure that we do realize your vision because vision without traction or execution is really just a hallucination, yeah. right? So we want to build that traction. And all of our tools come back together, but the two tools that we introduce to really drive home traction, one, we want to be really disciplined in setting targets, whether that's a 90-day target, a one-year target, three-year target. And so we're going to work through a process to make sure that over the 90 days, we try to get our clients living 90-day world, right? That's the right way to look at business because that's the right from a human mindset. Every 90 days, I can refocus. And 
So we borrow a term from Vern Harnish, um, sort of popularized by uh, Jim Collins, but it, we, we build rocks for our clients. Those rocks are the biggest, most important things they need to get done in the next 90 days. And you'd be really surprised how difficult it can be or a small business to figure out what's the most important thing to oh, do. Oh, I would not days. be surprised. Because <laughs> everything is important. <laughs> and Daryl's probably right? like looking over my yeah. shoulder. Well, like, this happens, right? You, you get listening? a lot of things coming on. It's, you know, it's not a lot of employees. So everyone's doing everything. And so making sure that you have your rocks in place, critical. So we start with rocks. And then the second tool that we use to help get traction is something we call the meeting pulse. And so we'll introduce this to our clients. And the meeting pulse from a high level starts with annual planning sessions. Right, so we do those every year, quarterly sessions, that 90-day world, so you're checking in. And then the cadence to really build that is a weekly meeting. We call it a level 10 meeting. We've been joking about it, but we call it a level 10 meeting because we score every meeting <laughs> with a scale of 1 to 10. We want to get to a 10. But that weekly meeting pulse actually pulls in those components I talked about. Yeah. So when we go and introduce this concept of a weekly meeting agenda called our level 10 meeting First off, people love it because, oh, I don't have to think of an agenda for my weekly meeting. No, no, no. You just follow the same thing every time. You also strengthen a component. Four of the six of them actually hit in that level 10 meeting. So you're gaining that traction on all those components. And now you're starting to build out a nice, consistent approach to the business, tackling the most important things on a weekly basis. And then you come back to it and quarterly reset mm-hmm. those 90-day rocks. So those are just a couple of things that, you know, it all does come back to execution at the end of the day. EOS is about execution. We, we, we talk about vision, but we build a, a foundation, solid base of execution. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the accountability piece baked in there. Yeah, which when people come in, I mean, I've had teams like within the first 90 days of this process, like leaders leave. Because <laughs> sure. it's the first time that they, they're like, I see the accountability coming. And they don't like accountability. And that just addresses, like, just following the process and just doing everything that Scott just described. And everything about EOS is about accountability. 100% of it. it. Everything you just described. Every component just really helps us be crystal clear. Are people getting the things, the right things done in whatever order and cadence and number that should be? But the people that are supposed to be here that are going to make that rock star, high trust, high performance team are going to love this. Mm. They love it. They're like, oh, finally, some direction. Finally, yeah. some account. Like, I've, I've been wanting you to notice the things that I do really well. So the right people love this and they're excited about it. And then the folks that aren't excited about it, usually it's because they know that the rubber's about to hit the road and they're about, what we say in EOS is that there's no, once you got vision, your vision component, your people component, your data component really strong. Everything is in sight now. There's nowhere to hide. There's no dark corners. It's all exposed. Yeah, the veil's been lifted. Yeah. I, it's brilliant. Yeah. And I would imagine that people step away at times. They might do it bitterly. However, I think more through the process that you've offered, they can really see where and why they're not the best fit. Yeah. And then they can leave an organization and the organization can say goodbye to them in, in a really healthy whole manner. Yeah. Or move them into the right seat because maybe they're just not in the right seat. Maybe that's a possibility. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just, what we say in the U.S. is that everything is just an issue and it's solvable. And sometimes it does mean people leaving. Sometimes it means putting people in a different seat. Sometimes it means extra training. Whatever it is, it's just an issue and we can solve it. And we got to take some, we got to take some of the charge and some of the emotion out of some of that stuff and just make it just an issue that's solvable. Vision. We've talked a little bit about. Is there anything else we want to add around the the vision component? Well, vision is so important, and so many of our uh, clients want to run right into. Hey, I've got a really strong vision. It's in my brain, and I'm having a tr- tough time getting my team to understand it, or to follow it, or to be on board. And so, it's critical. And so, but it comes after we go through the traction and start starting to establish some traction in the business. So they're seeing their business with transparency. They're seeing the issues. It allows them to paint a picture of what the future looks like a lot more accurately. Mm-hmm. And it being more accurate makes it a lot more achievable. And then once we have that state, then we go to work. And let's really get the vision, the collective vision. It's already there, but everybody's perspective on it is typically skewed a little bit. And so getting them 
to all get it out of their brains and on paper and then get alignment to it and building a plan around that becomes really the the work that we do around vision. And it's super exciting. That's where the teams start to, the light bulbs start going off and they start really getting inspired to be on board and be part of this. And so it's crucial that we get there quick, that we can start harnessing that energy for the team. It gives them the energy to work through the issues and the messy stuff that that starts to get uncovered. So Yeah. And before EOS, like you're t- saying, like Fred's saying, it's it's all in their heads. It's in your head and his head and his head and my head. And some of the magic and power of EOS is the whiteboard and a marker and lists so that people can see it. And they're like, it's not that. Awesome. Then what is it? But but before we we got it all out of your heads, like when people leave our session rooms, all of their brains and, <laughs> and heart is up on the board yes. all around them. And then they can like organize it now and get it into a two-page business plan that everybody can follow. And so it's it's what we say about the VTO. We didn't really talk about the VTO, the Vision Traction Organizer. It's a, it's a simplified two-page business plan. One of my favorite things that Tony Robbins says is that complexity is the enemy of execution. Right. Mm-hmm. So we need to keep things as simple as possible. So we're asking questions throughout the day. All of their answers are going up on the board. They're like, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that. And we're just listening and we're just noticing and we're even writing things that they've not asked us to write because we're just, you know. And then sometimes they turn around, they finish their conversation and on the board is everything that they just said. And they think we're so smart. We're not. We were just listening to what you were saying. But you were just engaged in your conversation. And then there's their answers collectively on the whiteboard in front of them. And then they can take that back into their business plan and because they were all a part of it, because a lot of times before EOS, it's just one or two people that have that vision. And like Fred said, everybody has a pretty similar vision and now they've all contributed to it. And so the buy-in, the desire to really carry that vision out, it, it's something they helped create instead of one thing we say is shared by all that's like shared from their gut. Like, I want this and I want to see this happen instead of dictated to all. Okay, everyone. Here's what we're doing because here's my brilliant idea. That doesn't have a lot of fuel. It's remarkable when, when you go and, and are talking to someone about EOS and they say, oh, no, we already have a vision. And so, what is that vision? Well, well, let me pull it up. It's not coming from inside. It's what they thought they should write down on a piece of paper, maybe put on a wall, right? It's not necessarily being lived by anyone in the organization. It may or may not have come from the founders inside their brain and, and put on paper. Um, I, I just had a client I was working with and she was like, oh yeah, here's our vision. I've almost got it memorized. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like, let's get this thing whittled down. And we spent an hour and a half going to the whiteboard, putting it all. And she goes, oh no, it's just that. I said, oh, those three words. Yeah. Okay. Now, now we're getting somewhere because yes. now that's easy to remember and it becomes a tool for you to attract the right people. It's a, it's a living it's, conversation. It's a living yeah. document. It's funny when we were in the, met in the lobby, I'd mentioned that just yesterday I was uh, sitting in a board meeting for a nonprofit I sit on, and it was recommended by somebody outside of the sphere that we need a strategic plan. We do. But the founder's executive director, her greatest concern is that it's going to be this 60 to 70 page document that's shoved in a drawer. And after hours and hours or weeks and weeks and months and months of putting it together, that it's not ever going to be implemented. It really is not going to be the guide or that playbook. And that's what I said, not knowing that you guys were coming today. I should have known, but I didn't know what your roles were. Like, I, I think you need to connect with an EOS implementer. That's where you're going to find how to how to make this a living, breathing document that everybody rallies around. And uh, and here you are today. So I've already texted her, by the way, and I said, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> I have three U.S. implementers coming to the studio for my nine, 9 o'clock show. She's like, I can't wait to hear her. So. And she's not wrong if that was the process. Correct. You know, like that's exactly what oh, happened. which is why the, where the fear comes from. <laughs> right. And actually, sure. our board president said the same thing. She's an attorney. And she said, when I hear the word strategic plan, I kind of cringe. The hair on the back of my neck raises. And I think oh, do we really need that? Because of how often that kind of a document after those hours and and tears and blood and sweat get shoved in a drawer only to have people feel like they have to memorize it or walk past it on the wall. And then there's there's no execution or accountability and that momentum that says, this is how it's happening. And that's what I'm hearing as well that we didn't really point out, but it's been a thread. Is your role with the organizations and the businesses that you work with, that you're there with them along for the ride. And the frequency is 
super impressive with the weekly meetings, the quarterly meetings, and those sorts of things. That it, you are you are a partner with them in their success in all things, not just the the plan, <laughs> but and the vision, the traction, but also the humanity of of how we function and show up together. So all those issues can be solved. I love it. And to be clear, so we participate with them about five days a year. Okay. And then they execute everything that we teach. I just want to make sure I love that that's, that clarification. Yeah, Thank you. Because if because one of the things that we don't do is we don't consider ourselves consultants and we don't come into your business and make you dependent on us. Good. And we feel that that organ well, it doesn't matter what other organizations do. What we believe in is independence. We believe that if we can teach you and you're going to skin your knees the first 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, it's not going to be perfect. And we as adults are so hard at learning new things because we just think we should be perfect out of the gate. But everything is designed in exactly a perfect process so that the team can learn and do it on their own and skin their own knees. And then our goal is to work our way out of the business. So our average engagement is two years. Love it. Some people keep us around longer because they just enjoy that external accountability. It's a lot less expensive than a board of directors to have an EOS implementer, someone who's coming in and holding that visionary or that, you know, that number one, number two accountable for the things they said they were going to do. But our mission is to teach a system and to get people proficient at it and then move on. And Perfect so, clarity. Thank yeah. you. <clears throat> I did not want to mislead. <laughs> That's ideal. How can our listeners and viewers get a hold of each of you? What's the best place for that? And it sounds like a 90-day complimentary conversation is, is typically where it starts. But, Fred, how do people stay in touch with you and, and grab your attention? Yeah, the, the easiest way is through email. So um, fred.genjin at eosworldwide.com. Okay. And if this is of interest, the, like you said, the, the easiest way to explore that is, is through a 90-minute meeting. And that usually answers 99% of the questions, helps you really determine whether EOS is a good fit and whether Mary or Scott or Fred or another EOS implementer is the right fit for your business. And so, yeah, great, great opportunity to engage that way. So good. And then when this is published as a podcast, each of your bios and your contact information will be located there as well. And for Fred, it's G, uh, last name is J E N T. G-E-N. Yes. All right. Very Thank good. You. Yeah, similarly, email. So scott.goodrich, like the tires, at US <laughs> Worldwide. Uh, but US Worldwide itself is a tremendous resource for anyone just looking to learn a little bit more. Uh, we have clients on all parts of the spectrum. Some will read the book Traction, say, all right, I'm going to try a few of these things. Uh, they may eventually come back around to one of us. They may decide to go on their own. But, you know, we have plenty of companies self-implementing. You can pull some tools off the website for free. There's others that are available through a subscription if you want to go that way. Or you can decide to work with, with someone like us. And there's a bunch of folks here in Arizona doing what we do and obviously nationally as well. And that listing is also on EOS Worldwide. So if somehow this finds you in a place other than Arizona, you want to work with someone local, there's a way to go find someone right near where you have, your business happens to be operating. And that's also available on EOSWorldwide.com. Very generous. The organization and all three of you, just very generous with your time and that willingness to say there's enough business to go around and hear all the resources. Go ahead and read the book. And I'm glad that Daryl and I both have our own copy. I think we have some homework coming up if you're down for that, Daryl. He's given us a nod and you're witnessing it. So thank you. That's fantastic to, again, let us know that you can dip your toe in or you can jump right in. And there's lots of different points of entry for people, depending on where they're at. How yeah. about you, Mary? Um, I'd say whatever your most recent LinkedIn post is, go find us there. It's really super easy. <laughs> your, your business Radio X, go to LinkedIn. Our names are we're tagged in there. It's a great way to connect with us. I think of EOS implementation with a leadership team in an organization, kind of like marriage counseling. A lot of people tell us, they're like, oh my gosh, this feels like marriage yes. counseling, family counseling, but like with a group. And like you could read, I can't remember which author it is, it is a phenomenal with marriage. Um, but we could read that book and then my husband's going to pick out all the parts that I'm doing wrong and he's going to be like, there's the evidence and he's going to point to the book. And then I'm going to pick out all the parts that he's doing wrong and be like, there's what you're doing wrong. Having a third party come in, like a marriage counselor, to say, oh, that's interesting, and and be objective and not be in, in all the details and all the history and all the minutia of all the things that have happened over 15 years, but instead someone who's just really curious and objective and helping point out language. That's the other thing. Yes. My husband and I have been to marriage counseling, and it's powerful, and I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. And 
it's just noticing my language and the things that I'm saying and how I'm saying it and just noticing my role in things. And so everything Scott said is true. You can do all of those things. If you want to dig deep and you want to do the work and you want that objective opinion in the room, that perspective and that 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 person that's going to drive you, you definitely want to bring in an EOS implementer. So you can self-implement it. I totally agree. And plenty of people have done it. And and you can do that for a period. And there's no cost of doing that, except maybe the cost of progress, because you can go, like, just like with a marriage counselor, you can go farther, faster, deeper. Um, but it's not available for every everyone. So another thing that happens, too, is some implementers, you might look it up, do self-implementer sessions. So if people are self-implementing, there is kind of a way to like get some time with an implementer to make sure that you're also like tuning up and doing things the best way possible. Mm -hmm. So I just want to paint that picture in perspective because when I see people self-implementing, I'm like, you guys are so brave because I'm not that smart. Like I couldn't, I couldn't have done it in our business, but I'm also not a very sticky follow through. So I need that external accountability. Which is so wonderful that you've shared that because going back to your earlier example from your own journey, and how you were trying to, and, and really engaged in going to listen to other experts and reading books and participating webinars and seminars, and, and still there's something that wasn't sticking, and clearly this is it. So um, yeah. I love that the way that the EOS community is set up is there are plenty of opportunities for entry, depending where you are, and then that support that just says, look, we, we want you to win. Exactly. <laughs> we want you to, to love what you're doing. We want you to succeed, whatever that looks like for you. So however we can support you, we're here to make it happen. And, and if you want to have somebody run alongside you for a couple of years or longer, yeah. we'll, we'll do that. Kind of just take it back where we started, right? What do you want out of your business? What are you looking to get from there? How do you want to do this? Are you looking to dabble or are you looking to, to get fit, to get mm-hmm. right? And yes. oftentimes that requires a personal coach, personal trainer to come and help you get fit and get right. So, but you need to know what you want from your business and then we'll talk about it. And we'll, we'll, get, we'll help you get serious about it. Right, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, good. It was really a pleasure to meet and connect with each of you today. I want to, again, thank you for your time and expertise and willingness to just share from your hearts your own experiences in addition to how you've been of great service to other businesses and, of course, going forward in the future. So thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. for the opportunity. Absolutely. You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Until next time, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thanks for listening. Thank you.